You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. The topic, Bishop Walker, First Lady Baker, and just everybody. Now, when you consider young people, our verse in Romans 8 and 14, it has primarily two principles for productive living. Proverbs 8 and 14, again, has two principles that we should apply to our life if we're striving to be productive in life. Now, I hope no one's goal is to be a failure. How many in here, your goal is to be successful or productive in life by a show of hands? Well, you need to make sure you are paying attention. Now, I'm going to tell you, before I deal with these two principles, in order to get to where I got to go, we're going to have to go up a rocky road. I'm going to go down a little dirt country road. And we may get the car dirty, may get some dust on them rims. But y'all stay in the car so we can get to where we need to go. Principle number one that the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans 8 and 14 has to do with growth. It has to do with Growth. What's the first principle that Paul is dealing with in our text? Ready? Growth. Notice he uses the word son of God. Son of God. In Romans 8 and 14, these are sons of God. A son of God suggests a young man or a young woman that is mature. When you talk about being mature, it says that you have got to a place in life to where you have made the decision to grow up. It says that you are a young man or a young woman that is going to start handling life, handling the issues of life according to God's word. When you handle life according to the word, that's a sign that you're growing up. You're mature. And you have to examine your life and just be honest. How are you handling your life? Thinking about playing in the street? Time to grow up. Want to be a player with the ladies? Time to grow up. 
Just look at different areas in your life and be honest. Do I need to grow up? Because if the truth be told, nobody should want to stay the same. You should want to progress. You should want to get, get better. Remember when you was in the first grade? Remember when you was eight? You would never tell nobody you was eight. How old are you? I'm about to be nine. No, but how old are you today? I'm about to be nine. No, you eight. You ready to grow. You ready to move? Move on. God wants young people, and specifically his young people, to grow, to mature. Even when you look in scripture, you see Jesus. The Bible is clear. When he was 12 years old, he grew. He matured. Notice Luke 2 and 40. It says, and the child, who is Jesus, grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus grew in this verse in strength and in wisdom. You and I likewise, we need to mature or grow when it comes to our strength and wisdom. Wisdom has to do with your judgment. How you make decisions, the choices that you make. When you get upset with folk, are you making the right decisions? When you're feeling horny in your body, are you making the right decisions? When you get depressed or you battle depression, are you making the right decisions. Y'all mighty quiet, but you can't fool me. These are the areas in life that need to be dealt with. And I told y'all we was going to go up a rocky road. I need to know y'all still in the car with me. He grew in strength. Are you still weak in certain areas you've been talking you need to get better in? You still talking that same talk. I know I don't need to be doing this. Well, why you won't change? Man, I know I don't need to be going. I know I don't need to be hanging. Well, why are you still doing it? The truth is, that's just a weak area in your life. And see, because you have enemies, if you don't strengthen yourself, your enemies will take advantage of your, your weaknesses. If you don't get that mouth in check, if you don't get that attitude in check, if you don't get you in check, you may mess yourself up. If you are easily persuaded by your peers, if you just weak in that area, you just got to please folk, you better get some strength. Because following blind leaders will lead you into a ditch. At what point are you going to say, I need to grow up? 
Mama can tell you, grandmama can tell you, but it's your, your choice. And so Jesus grew. He grew. And so we need to what? We need to grow. Well, how do I grow, Pastor? How, how do I make better choices and how do I get stronger in, in areas that I'm weak. Matter of fact, before I talk about it, let's just go ahead and take a quick poll. Who got some weak areas in your life? By a show of hands. Come on, we all do. Some may have more than others, but no, 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 hold that hand up. Because you can look hard all you want. Everybody got some weak areas. Who in here got to make some better choices? Be honest. Whether it come to your money, your attitude, your relationship with God, whatever. But it's up to you to grow up. Unless you're going to be a mama's boy your whole life. Unless you're going to keep sucking from your mama breast your whole life. When you going to grow? When you going to grow up? How do we do it? Because we have to be taught how to mature. Would y'all agree? Number one, if you are going to mature or to continue to mature, number one, you got to hunger and heed God's word. Amen. Bottom line, you have to hunger and heed. Hunger, you got to want, heed, you got to obey. See, even if you're not saved, even if you are a sinner right now, God still deal with you. He still deals with you because he put a conscience in all of us. But the Bible says in the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart or obey him. God can deal with you at the low places, the rough places and in your trouble. But it's up to you to heed his voice. Peter gives us the revelation on how to hunger and heed the word. He says in 1 Peter 2 and 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Why, Peter? That you may grow thereby. If you want to mature as a young saint or even as a person that's not Christian yet, you got to hunger after the things of God. You got to make it your business to come to church consistently and heed the word. Coming once a month ain't going to get it. Coming when you just get in trouble ain't going ain't to get it. And some of us, God can send you to the right church, but you can't let church folk move you out of the place that God sent you. You got to be so determined and hungry for the word to where you say, well, look, I speak because I'm supposed to love everybody, but I'm not going to let that person or that person stop me from getting my word. Because I understand man does not need to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There was a woman in scripture. Y'all check it out in the book of First Samuel. There was a man named Elkanah, and he had two wives. Two wives, one named Penina and one named Hannah. 
Penina had children, but the Lord had shut Hannah's womb up and she couldn't have children. And so Penina kept punking Hannah. The Bible says she was provoking her, making her upset. That was her, her enemy. And so Hannah didn't let the bully stop her from staying in the will of God. And sometimes, you, you, you just hate to say it, but sometimes, even in the church, you bump into some folk that ain't where they need to be, and they try to rumble you. They try to bully you. But you got to be like, Hannah, I'm not going to let you get me out the will of God. That's how hungry I am for the things of, of God. And, and Peter said, when you hunger for the milk of the word, you're going to grow. That means praying every now and then ain't going to get it. You got to grow up. You got to remember what the Lord used Minister Powell to say. You need to make it your business to strive to please God. You may didn't get up on time to pray like you usually do, but that can't stop you. You'll pray in the shower. You'll pray in the car. You'll pray while you're in the class. Why? Because you want to keep your connection with, with God. Somebody shout, you got to grow up. Now, let's see if y'all really going to stay with me because point number two may deal with some of us like it dealt with me. If you're going to mature or grow, you got to put away childishness. You got to put it away. You got to put away that dumb stuff. You got to put away folk that want to act dumb. It could be your cousin. It could be somebody you grew up with, but they, if they is on that dumb stuff, you got to learn or grow up and mature to say, look, we've been tight all these years, but I got to let you go. Because evil company corrupts good habits, and I'm trying to mature. Ooh, look how y'all looking at me. See, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. You're going to be like who you hang around. Who you hang around is a good indication of who you are. The Bible says where your heart is or where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Whatever you value, that's who you are. Whatever you do, that's what you value. And so you got to look at your life and say, man, am I, am I still on that childish stuff? Look at somebody and say, what you on? No, you ain't asking them like you ask your folks. Say, what you on? How you going to grow and you still on that dumb stuff? See, what I was going to do is I was going to bring a bag of pacifiers this morning. That's what I was going to do. And I was just going to pass them out and ask everybody at the same time to start using them. But it may have been a fight if I did that. Because we would be looking crazy. 18, 19, 15, sitting in here sucking on a, on a pacifier. Pastor, I used to do that when I was an infant. I don't suck my thumb no more. That's what babies do. Well, the same applies. To you as a teenager and a young adult. The same way you put that sippy cup away. The same way you put that pacifier away. You got to look in your life and say, what childish ways 
do I need to put away? God ain't going to come down and do it for you. Take it away from me, Lord. He ain't going to do that. He don't flow like that. Look at somebody say, he don't rose like that. No, you and I got to put away childish things. Lord, I know I don't need to be. Help me. No, no, you put the bud out. Put it away. Look at what Paul said. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became, y'all scared to read it, but when I became a, when I came grown, what did he do? I put away childish things. Put away has to do with he recognized what was useless. He recognized what was worthless. He recognized what was hindering him from being grown. You have to be able to look at things and people and discern if it's petty or they acting petty. Is this worth me getting an attitude about? That's you putting away childish, childish things. Understand, if you don't put away childish ways, you're going to suffer loss. It's going to cost you. There was a man in scripture by the name of Saul. He was a king. But he kept doing dumb stuff. And it cost him. It cost him the throne. And eventually it cost him his life. It also cost him respect. It cost him the throne, it cost him respect, and it cost him his, his life. When you and I don't put away childish things, it's going to, it's going to cost. It's going to cost. It's going to cost. And there's some things we, we just don't want to pay for because the cost is too great. How many after hearing these two truths can say, yeah, I need, there's some growing I need to do. Well, this your year. This your year. This our year. Right? The second principle is the one I really want to deal with that he deals with in Romans 8 and 14 that's so relevant for young people and young adults is guidance. Guidance. First, he talks about growth, but then he talks about guidance or who we should allow to lead us. He talks about how as many as are led by the Spirit of God, led guidance. When it comes to being led or guided, understand, in one sense, it has to do with being instructed to do something. When a person is led or guided, they are instructed to do certain things. 
There are certain songs you listen to. Guess what they're giving you in that song? Guidance. Don't stop. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. What they get? Okay, I need the what? I need to drop it. That's guidance. They're leading you to do something. They're telling you to do something. Yeah. To a beat. They're guiding you. Yeah. In life, something or somebody is going to guide you. Yeah. I'm my own man. Yeah, that may be true, but something or somebody is going to guide you. Either yourself or your flesh. The trends of the world. A demon. Money. God. Something or somebody is going to instruct you in life and you're going to follow it. Money can tell you or give you instructions, and you can be led by money. You can be led by money. You're not thinking about the consequences. You just, man, I need that bag. And so you, you chase the bag. Your own desires can lead you. I'm mad. And so when you get angry, you let your emotions Guide you. Boy, that's some good teaching. I know I'm telling the truth. A demon can guide a person. A demon spirit. A devil can guide you. Can instruct you. So we have to ask the question, who am I primarily led by? Who is leading me? Man, is Quavo take off? Are they leading me? Are they leading me? Do I do what the Migos say? Are they leading me? Is LeBron leading me? Because I done followed him from Cleveland to Miami all the way to the... Is he, is he leading me? Am I leading me? Do I do what I want to do? Do I constantly say, look, I just got to do what I got to or who's leading you. Sadly, some saints have become habitual in yielding, notice the notes, to the wrong guidance. You know, you can be saved in the church but not being led by who you need to be led by. You can say out your mouth, I love the Lord. But the Lord is not leading you or instructing you the way 
He has said he would in his word. And look at the notes. You and I can become habitual at yielding to the wrong guidance. It can become a habit. And you'd be to the point to where you just say, this is just me. Oh, that done became a habit. Now you're saying it's just, it's just you. Man, I can't help it, man. I just, I just, I just love, I just love the ladies, man. And I just, I, you know what I'm saying? I got to do it. I, I, that. Oh, that done became a habit. Have you ever allowed something you knew that was wrong to become a habit in leading you? When you bump into a problem bigger than you, what habit do you have? Do you start talking negative? Because you letting that situation guide you. You letting that situation tell you how to act. When other folk don't treat you the way you desire to be treated, what's, like, what's leading you? Do you let, well, they, they said such and such, and then you get all out of character? So you letting folk lead you? Well, mama, the teacher don't like me. You're going to let a teacher guide you on how you should act in the class? David in Psalm 51 as a reference. We're not going to go there, but y'all check it out. David said in Psalm 51 and 3, my sin is forever or always before me. David was a man after God's own heart. But at, at one point in his life, he had started doing some things that he shouldn't have been doing. So much so, he, he had to say, Lord, created me a clean heart and renew in me a stead." spirit and then he said look but whatever you do don't take your holy spirit from me certain things can become a habit in your life they can be leading you and it be wrong it be sin and get this you be knowing it you be knowing it It's the will of God for all of us to be properly led. Say that to yourself. Say, it's the will of God for me to be properly led. God gives us proper guidance. We just have to choose who we're going to allow to guide us. Proper means the right way. What does proper mean? The right way. And God's way is the right way. Psalm 33 and 4 says the way of the Lord is, is right. So we can conclude that God's way is the right way. Not my way, but God's way. Not my friend's way, but God's way. And of course, when we say God, his word, whether it's written or it's revealed through his preaching. That's the right way. May not like it, but it's right. May not be fully doing it, but it's, it's right. How many have ever said, Lord, you're right, and I know you're right, but I, I just need to do it? Yeah. 
His way is the right way. And we got to get that down in our being. Your way, God, is the right way. It may not be the popular way, but it's the, it's the right way. It may not be what my friends want to do, but it's the, it's the right way. I may not want to do it, but it's the, it's the right way. God's way is the right way. And so Paul says in Romans 13, 13, our second verse. Y'all still with me? Let us walk how? Properly. Let's try it again, MSW. Let us walk how? Let us walk properly. Let us walk right. Well, how am I going to do that? The Holy Spirit got to empower me. He got to help me. He got to help me to live right. He's got to guide me. My dependency needs to be on my God and not on myself. Not on the approval of my peers, but on the word of God. And so Paul taught them, just like I'm teaching y'all. Mature saints are led by the spirit of God. Mature young people should be led by the spirit of God. You've got to start getting to the point to where you say, I'm not going to think talk or act except the Lord instruct me. I'm not just going to do it just to be doing it. I'm going to acknowledge my God. That's what you call proper guidance. You allow God to lead you before you get in your feelings and make the wrong choices. You mature and, and you just allow God to direct your path. That's what the Lord desires. And he does it by his spirit. John 16 and 13. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into what? All truth. Every area of your life, the Holy Spirit guides you. Every area. Every single area, young people, God will give proper guidance. Every area of life, God will give proper guidance. Well, I don't think God cares about this. Yes, he does. The Bible says he cares for you. We just have to cast all our cares on him so we can learn that he, he cares. Every area, he'll provide proper guidance. As a young couple, when your spouse get on your last nerve, he'll give you proper guidance on how to deal with your spouse. When you're going through things in life and you feel stuck, God will give you proper, proper guidance. He'll give you instructions on what you should do and what you should, should not do. You don't have to be trying stuff. You don't have to be hitting and missing. You can get to a place to where you know the will of God for your life. You know this is what he want me to do. You, you ain't, well, I, you know, I, I just, no, no, no. 
You got to know. Well, how do I know? You got to get that proper guidance from the Holy Spirit. He'll talk to you directly and, and indirectly. And how many can be honest and say, I got to get to that place? Let's just be honest. By sure hands. At least let me know I'm talking to somebody besides myself. In my clothes, I want to share the one thing the Lord told me to just deal with that we need to practice so we can have proper guidance in life. If you and I are just going to allow the Lord to direct us, you're going to have to learn to submit to the Holy Spirit. Submit. Quit bucking. Quit fighting. Quit resisting. And just submit. Let's go back to the baby illustration I used earlier. You ever seen a baby just cutting up and the parents saying, stop, stop, quit, quit. And they just, uh, they just fighting, uh, uh, they just fighting. You got to quit being like that. You remember when you finally got an age and mom could just give you that look, boy, you better, and you just, <laughs> you submit real quick. But submission to God has to be a choice. It has to be a choice. James said it like this in James 4 and 7. Submit to God. That's all he said. Therefore, submit to God. Be willing to follow and obey. When he tells you, just don't say nothing. To keep your mouth shut. And you use to lashing out or going off. You got to be willing to just keep that mouth closed. Bridle that tongue. You got to be willing to, to just... And for some of us, that takes up because, you, you, you know, you got a big mouth. You good folk, but you. Those of us in here who like to fight, you ain't going to be happy all the time fighting. You ain't going to be happy all the time fighting. Sooner or later, you're going to run into somebody that can put it on you. So you're going to have to learn how not to just buck and fight everybody. It's going to take you submit. Then you got some folk in here you like to have your way. All the time. You like to hold a remote for the TV. You just, you just can't nobody else hold a remote. You got to be in control. Give me that remote. <laughs> you got to learn just how to submit to God. And just, Lord, I'm just going to stay in your will. How you going to follow the Holy Ghost 
but yet you bucking at the same time doing what you're going to do. You can't do both. Either you're going to do your will or his will. Am I right about it? Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You got to submit. See, if you're here and you're not saved and God been dealing with you about getting your life in order, don't buck. Don't buck. Don't be trying to figure it out. Well, like, you know, church folk, they hip. No, no. Get all that out the way. It's about you. You know that the Lord is good. And you know that you're still in sin. And you know the wages of sin is, is death. You got to make a choice. You got, man, I'm just going to submit to God. Because if I die in my sin, inhale, I'll lift my eyes. Because the wages of sin is, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. You got to just submit. Got to submit. Then you got some folk who like to point the finger in here. It's never your fault. It's never your fault. There's something wrong with that when it's never your fault. Never? It's always somebody, somebody else? No. Proper guidance going to help you to see when you're wrong. And you get that thing right. You submit to God. You be willing to follow and obey. Now, I'm up here teaching it plain. I can't get a pastor you right. I can't get a hand clap. But, but I know I'm telling the truth. I know I'm telling the truth. Is it hitting different? <laughs> it, well, what's really going on? Is it helping? If it's helping, somebody say, it's helping. It's proper guidance. Only what happens when we submit to God. He'll guide us. He'll lead us. But we got to grow up and let him do his, his job. Got to grow up and just say, Lord, I've been messing up. Let's read this verse and then we're going to be done. James 4.17. It's four simple words, and I got it right here on the wall. Let's read it, choir. Y'all ready? Therefore what? To who? No, take your time. Y'all rushing. Ready? Therefore to? That's it. And what does it mean to submit? Be willing to what? Follow and obey. God is going to direct us or guide us directly or indirectly. And what does that mean? That means he'll either talk to you or he'll speak to you through somebody or something, something else. But either way, those instructions are going to line up with, with the word. How many are with me? I'm going to stop right there. Let's give our God a hand clap for the two verses that we learned on this morning. Come on, MSW, let's raise that praise. See, I'm leading us in a hand clap. Let's follow.
That's it. That's how I go. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. And your word is just so, so plain. So plain. And I can admit in front of this great congregation, Lord, that I have been guilty in times past of following the wrong guidance. I wasn't properly guided. But I'm so thankful you helped me. And it's my prayer, Lord, that you would do so for these young men and young women here today, especially those that desire proper guidance. We have to choose to submit to your will, even when we don't like it or fully understand it at the time. But we know that your way is the right way. And so we ask for your help. Help us not to be the type of young people that are led by the trends of the world, led by ourself, demons, or our peers. Help us to be properly guided in life. And so, Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the service. And we give your name glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone that agrees, say amen. If you're here on this morning and you're not born again, I want you to know I've been there. I've been there. I have been there. And once I had an understanding of what the Lord wanted to do in my life and who he was, I had a choice to make. I don't know if I ever told y'all, but I got saved on a basketball court. That's where I got saved. At 19 years old, I was on a basketball court playing ball. And this uh, young man who had been talking to me about the Lord, he just flat out asked me. He said, Jerome, so what you going to do? I done told you the word. What, what are you going to do? And uh, right there on the basketball court, I put my ball down. And uh, I said, well... I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to get saved. And got saved on a basketball court out at, at West Georgia. And uh, haven't been perfect, but I stayed in his will the entire time. And so if you're here today, you have the same invitation before you. And I'm going to ask you like the brother asked me, what are you going to do? And I want to give you the opportunity to change for the better. If Jesus is not Lord of your life, you can change that. It starts with repentance. And repentance just means to turn. It means to turn. You, you turn from doing what's wrong or sin. And you turn to start doing what's right or the word. And God helps you to walk properly, like we saw today. Bottom line, that's it. And every day you learn something new, and you apply it to your life. And God blesses and helps you. That's it. In a nutshell, that's it. 
So if you're here and you're not born again, come to the altar. Or if you've backslidden, come, come to the altar. And we will pray with you. I'll celebrate with you. But I want you to know it's your choice, and you have to choose to submit. If I told you it was $1,000 under this speaker, that would be wonderful. You got to choose to come up here, move that speaker, and get that $1,000 be crazy just to sit there like, oh, really? Really? No, you come and get it. Same way with salvation. You have to come and get it. You have to come and taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. Will there be anyone? All right. Invitation been given. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for the prayer.